the Talent Experience Podcast featuring authentic conversations on the future of work. Empowering you to better understand and deliver a best-in-class, future-proofed career experience. For more insightful conversations, visit talentexperiencepodcast.com. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, I'm John Holland, and welcome to the Talent Experience Podcast. Today's guest is my friend, Jessica Lee. Jessica is an award-winning HR leader with 20 years of experience as an influential and creative business partner. She currently works as Senior Vice President of Global Talent Development at Marriott International, the biggest hotel company in the world. Jessica has more than 20 years of in-the-trenches HR experience that ranges from small companies to the public sector, and presently a Fortune 500 company. She has touched nearly every HR function and is a true HR generalist at heart. Although these days she's hyper-focused on driving business performance through talent development at Marriott. Outside of her Marriott life, Jessica can be found pondering the world of work and HR with her friends, Chris Dunn and Tim Sackett, who are both former guests here on the Talent Experience Podcast. And she does that on the HR Famous podcast. Jessica has also presented, chaired, and served on panels at many HR and recruiting conferences and has been called upon and quoted on workforce and HR matters by media outlets ranging from the New York Post and U.S. News and World Report to Mashable and Glamour Magazine in the U.S. and the U.K. So, hello, Jessica. How are you today? I feel like, wow, that like that bio, if it's embarrassing, but then like, oh, I feel like yeah, I've done, I've done well, haven't I? You have done oh, really, really, really well. <laughs> so we can be very happy about that and proud of it. <laughs> Thank so, you. And actually, because you know, my friends, Kristen and Tim Sackett, since they've been on your podcast, I like, how lucky are they? They get a shout out in my bio. Maybe <laughs> oh, I'm so generous. <laughs> my goodness. Well, great. So let's get started because this goes really quickly. I really want to talk about retention and talent development. But first, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, how did Marriott, a giant hotel chain, many different brands, do navigating the pandemic and lockdown? And how did it impact your job and what you do personally? Well, we could probably spend a lot of time talking about that, um, the whole thing, but we won't. Um, so it's been really rough for us, the pandemic and lockdowns, because travel um, as an industry was you know, completely decimated. I mean, we had hotels that were closed left and right. Um, and it, things are picking back up, but I think as we all are experiencing with variants and additional lockdowns, um, there's a lot of ups and downs. And so um, probably the hardest period of my life from a professional perspective um, and how it affected me personally, though, and just my job and what I do, um, you know, pre-pandemic, my job was really focused on um, partnering with our 30 brands. So we've got 30 brands, there's a lot of talent related work to be done with them. Um, but a focus on brand, you know, really isn't uh, the priority during a pandemic. So, um, you know, because I have that generalist background, um, I really was asked to take on a variety of special assignments um, to help us get through the pandemic. Um, we were having to figure out things like how to furlough people at scale, which is, you know, unfortunate and horrible. We were having to figure out things about how do we right size the organization. Um, we were having to figure out things around how do we, you know, uh, figure out 
delivering great service with masks on or new cleaning protocols and things of that sort. And what kind of learnings you need in support of it. So, um, it's been a really, really wild year and a half for me. Um, but we've done some settling back in, we've done some shifting of things. And so my job's changed a bit since then, but I, um, I've had to wear a lot of different hats and learn a lot of different things in the past year and a half, um, because of the pandemic, it's been crazy. You told me that your focus at Marriott these days is more on uh, retention and talent development. Um, How's that going and how's that changed over the big challenges I think that all organizations have had to face through the lockdown and pandemic and all of that? Because it it seems to me so many of your jobs you, you can't do remotely. You know, you got to have people face to face, whether it be a housekeeper or a bartender or a front desk clerk, really, really tough to um, do those from a remote setting the way a lot of organizations could. Yeah, totally. So, you know, because travel was impacted so heavily during the pandemic and it still has, we've not recovered fully. Um, you know, it's no secret. It's been in headlines and news. Like we had to lay off a lot of folks. We had to furlough people. Um, so we were running really lean in terms of our teams. Um, and, you know, we'll anecdotally talk about you, you'd have general managers, you know, cleaning rooms, doing, you know, wearing every single hat that they would have to wear in a hotel. Um, and from like a talent development perspective, you know, one of the things that I think we were really smart about to give ourselves some credit pre-pandemic was um, we made some pretty big pivots towards digital learning, um, you know, in the years leading up to the pandemic. And, um, you know, this actually was really clutch for us um, going remote for our populations who could be remote, but then also um, for people who are having to take on new jobs and learn new things. And in the current situation we're in, we're bringing a lot of people back to work and they need to be reskilled upskilled, refreshed on things. And digital learning has actually been um, really critical for us um, to give people, you know, access to, you know, learning just in time and, you know, for a role that maybe they didn't have to do previously. And then all of a sudden we're having to do because of the new environment that we were in. Um, And then for people who were virtual, um, you know, not relying on classroom settings to do learning, um, you know, being able to tap into digital and virtual things um, was huge for us. And so it was this interesting situation that we were in um, pre-pandemic of trying to modernize the way that we think about talent development as a company. And then it really um, actually positioning us really well during the pandemic. Um, And so that's been something, you know, interesting and exciting for us to see as kind of like a silver lining of like, oh, we actually were, you know, well positioned and prepared and look at how we're able to leverage some of these investments and strategies that we're putting in place ahead of the pandemic. So um, that's been kind of one of the big interesting things um, from a talent development perspective. And then, you know, on the retention front, um, you know, we really, really believe that um, you know, development is a huge vehicle to, you know, allow people to um, find meaningful opportunities, upskill themselves, and all that leads into retention for us. And so um, just huge, huge um, priority for us as a company to continue to focus on, um, you know, developing our people as a retention strategy, but also just to help us be competitive um, as we continue to grow, because we're still growing like gangbusters. It was one of the things that that jumped out at me when you were talking about managers having to make beds and and, and to do things. That's kind of the Southwest Airlines approach, where when they have a need, it's kind of all hands on deck. Sounds like you you guys took 
took a form of that too. Yeah, I mean, there's a few things like culturally, one of the things we really believe in is like as a manager or leader, like we, we want you to know what it's like to walk in the shoes of your people so that you are, you know, from a functional perspective, um, you can speak to like what they're going through. Um, I think that there's a piece of that too, but there's also just from like a service mentality perspective, probably similar to Southwest where um, we're all trying to accomplish the same thing at the end of the day, create an amazing guest experience in our hotels. And so um, we talk a lot about this idea of lateral service. Um, and it's something that we teach and we really infuse into a lot of our um, training programs is to cultivate that. And so um, we find it really important. And it, you know, even bleeds up to the corporate level, like for myself, if I'm at a hotel, um, and I see like a candy wrapper, or a gum wrapper, something on the hallway, like I pick it up and my husband and my family always comment, like, you're not like, you don't work here. I'm like, yeah, but like, I, I'm but a stakeholder. Do but I do. Yeah. And so like, you know, and I probably have done things like that in people have thought like, does she work here? What's going on? Where like, I might ask like, oh, are you looking for something? And so I think it's something that is very cultural to us, but also something that we teach um, because we really believe in the concept of lateral service. Um, so yeah, big part of our DNA. Um, and I love to be compared to Southwest because I think culturally they're an awesome company. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, you know, talking just get a little deeper into the whole retention thing. Talent mobility is really a growing concept these days. And how much talent mobility is there at, at Marriott, given the size of your org organization and the huge number of brands under the Marriott banner, one would think that it's a, or that you have like an organization that could provide a lot of different career paths and experiences for people um, in a way that a lot of companies can't. Yeah, we are fortunate um, in that there's so much opportunity for talent mobility. So um, one of the things that is always very humbling um, when you meet long timers at Marriott um, is that, you know, you've got folks who've worked 20, 30, 40 years for the company. And the reason why, you know, they stay for so long is one culture is, um, you know, super important for us. And I think the culture is strong, but part of it is also just the mobility. Like you can live literally have multiple careers within a career at Marriott where you're not just, you know, a finance person for your whole career, not just an HR person or an operational person. Um, and we've got really great, you know, data around, um, and it just also like anecdotes, you know, of, you know, something that we talk a lot about is for our general managers, you know, the number one job in a hotel. Um, we usually estimate that it's probably about 50% of our GMs actually started out in an hourly or non-management role. So on the front lines and work their way up. Um, and I think that's like a testament to all of the mobility um, that does exist. And then even, you know, for myself, I'm coming up on um, my, it'll be my 10th anniversary um, with the company in January. And, you know, I've stayed with HR, you know, this whole time, but I'm probably on my, I don't, it might be my sixth job in a 10 year period. And it's all because of the mobility um, and opportunity that we really have within the company, given its size and scale. So it is unmatched and um, something that we're really proud of. And, you know, we can really sell when it comes to our recruiting efforts too. So um, it's pretty exciting. Like you can have multiple careers in a, in a career. Well, I've stayed at many, many, many Marriott's over the years, when I, I worked, I was working for a newspaper company where I stayed at the Key Bridge Marriott outside oh, of Washington yeah. for, for weeks on end, 
uh, at like a certain certain time of my life. And I always bumped into a lot of people back then, and this goes back 20 years or so, who were, you know, had come up through the company in one path and then moved yep. to like a different one. And I always thought, wow, that's a really great thing that people can break out of maybe the stereotype that a lot of folks have of them in a company this size, because they see the potential and the value of retaining folks who really get our culture. Yep. hundred percent. I mean, I, it's, I, it's very impressive when you talk to people who've been with the company for years um, and seeing how they've been able to pivot. And I think part of it is um, yes, a hundred percent, a belief in, um, you know, someone's potential, having the right attitude, especially in our hotels. And, um, and, I, but there's a strategic piece around like rounding them out, right? Like if you've, if you're going to be a general manager, you need to know how every department works. And so we'll strategically try to give people those rotations and take those chances. Um, and then for me, just like in terms of like the job I have, um, it's really exciting that we also like are trying to bolster it more meaningfully with really good talent development or management development programs so that it's supporting people, not just, you know, having to learn on the job and things of that sort. And so, um, we truly believe in it. And I think is, um, it'll continue to be, you know, a key retention, um, driver for us, um, going into the future, but it is, it's pretty cool when you see how many different paths people have taken and they're all very unique is like the other thing. Like there's not a cookie cutter way in which people get to, let's say the role of a GM or a VP or whatever. Um, there's just so many different configurations and variations of how people do it, um, which is also pretty cool. As somebody who's coming up to their 10th anniversary, so you've been there a good amount of time. Did the culture surprise you when you first started? Because my view as a guest and somebody who's um, you know, followed the Marriott brand for a lot of years, the culture there always seemed to me to be really strong. You felt that. You felt that when you checked in. You felt that when you ate. You felt that when you had like a problem. You know, just everything around that was 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 really, really strong. Those things take so long to build up. I've seen them get torn down really, really rapidly. So maintaining a company culture that feels that way to like an outsider like, like me must take a huge amount of work. You know, I think the fact that we have um, such good retention, longtime leaders who stay with the company, um, like that has definitely, you know, made a difference in terms of the culture being passed down. Um, I also think like tactically, there's like really good ways that we continue to drive culture. Like you got to have the right leaders, right people. Um, you got to have people saying the same message. But, um, you know, if anyone who's worked in like a retail or hotel environment, you know, the role of certain things like the daily stand up meeting, your pre-shift meeting, everyone spending 15 minutes together before they hit the floor. Um, but for us, it's not just focused on like the operation of the day. It's like a real strong focus on culture and service. And I think um, we've been able to maintain some of those things like through some of these tactics. Um, uh, but the first part of your question, did it surprise me? I think I did it like you hear about culture, but then you see it like once you're really like in it. And um, I think it was surprising for me how strong it really is, as well as like how it's extended into like our corporate office, because I'm a corporate person, I sit, you know, at headquarters. Um, and I think the way that it's bridged from like Mr. Marriott's mouth and um, his persona and everything he 
you know, has ingrained in the company into the hotels, but still back up into corporate is pretty interesting. Like we are a service company at the end of the day. And that um, also like extends to, you know, the culture itself, including at a corporate level. So yeah, it's pretty cool to see. Well, and back to the comparison with a company like Southwest, companies where the culture is real strong, I found, you feel it just with everything that they do, that all of it is infused with culture. And you also feel when it's not there, when you when you go to a company where the culture is not very strong. And so Marriott, I always feel at every brand, and I've probably stayed at half of your brands, um, it, you just feel that culture. It just oozes out from everybody in everything that they do. And having worked in places where you struggle to get the culture going the right way, I just think about how much work that that must be, but how fulfilling it is when you see it actually clicking the way it does there. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think a lot of it is leadership at the end of the day, but it doesn't come without challenges. I mean, you know, we went through an acquisition of Starwood um, a few years back. Um, well, it's been more than a few years at this point, but, you know, talk about like classic, you know, um, MBA, you know, business case to dive into around merging two companies and trying to figure out like, how do we make sure culture is preserved or that it's going to be a good match for one another. And so um, I think there's, still things that we're figuring out related to that. But culture also is changing, I think, as we continue to grow, globalize, and you bring other, you know, business extensions or um, acquire different brands and things of that sort. So it's fluid, but um, definitely still strong. And I think, you know, leadership has everything to do with it, um, in my opinion. Well, you know, I would love to continue chatting. There's so much more we could talk about, but we're at that point where we're running out of time. So there's a question we ask everyone who comes on the Talent Experience podcast because we wholeheartedly believe everyone should have a job that they are really passionate about. So Jessica, what do you love about your job and what you do? Well, you know, I am at the end of the day, like I'm accountable for and oversee a strategy related to how do we develop talent. And the fact that like that is the heart of the job is, um, you know, something I love and that I'm passionate about, because just on a personal level, like I consider myself a lifelong student of many things. I love learning just as, as an individual, like I could be learning about something in my personal life, or it could be something professionally. And so um, to be charged with, you know, doing something and fostering that in other people and using it to drive performance in the business, um, but also just making meaningful impact on, you know, individuals, people at a very individual level. Um, I think it's pretty cool. And it fits in with, you know, something I'm personally excited about. Um, so I love that. That's, you know, the reason behind the passion for it. Well, that's great. And what a great way to end. So Jessica, thank you so much taking a little time out of your busy schedule to talk with us here today. Your perspective is incredibly insightful and we really appreciate you being here. So for the Talent Experience Podcast, this is John Holland. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Talent Experience Podcast. For more talent experience and future of work conversations, visit talentexperiencepodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at TalentXPodcast. Or join the conversation with hashtag Talent Experience Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Twitter. The Talent Experience Podcast was brought to you by the fabulous Fuelies at Fuel50.